welcome to Fresh Off The Set. I'm Carrie Hopper-Diaz. And I'm Alora Murray. I'm really excited for today's podcast. Laura. Of course we are. Of course. It is a podcast, a Disney-themed podcast. I sit down with Nikki from Mornings with Mickey, and she gives so many amazing tips on how to enjoy the most out of the park, what to do if you have kids. But you and I, Carrie, are huge fans of Disney. And we we did a podcast a little while back that you guys can take a listen to. But what is your absolute favorite thing when you go to Disneyland? Your favorite. That's going to be hard. Okay. But it's I hard you can to, do it. It's hard to round it down. But I think my favorite thing about Disneyland is first thing in the morning, walking onto Main Street with the yeah. music, the sounds, the smells. You can smell the churros as soon as you walk in. The energy. I think that's my favorite favorite out of everything. What about you? I love that. And the music sometimes is Hello Dolly. Mm-hmm. And that is like my favorite musical. So I have Hello Dolly and Disneyland. There you I go. mean, it's amazing. But my favorite thing probably at night is a tradition that my, my friends and I started. This is going to sound so silly and so childlike, but you know, never grow up as never. Peter Pan says. Never ever. <laughs> <laughs> you go into Fantasyland at night and Dumbo, there's no line and you get Um, onto Dumbo and you just see the whole park at night and all the lights are twinkling. You see behind the castle, you see everyone walking by, holding their balloons, holding their snacks. Um, You come down and then walking through Main Street at night and seeing the fireworks just kind of wrapping up your day and seeing these families kind of huddled together watching the fireworks, little kids pointing and ooing and aahing and Seeing that and being a part of it, that's what Disney is. It's just making your own magic with the people you love. I was going to say, and there's the Disney magic. (laughs) And there it is. There it is. So many fun things. Well, I'm so excited for this podcast. Should we take a listen? Let's do it. I am so excited for this interview today because as many of you listeners know, I am obsessed with Disney and all things pink and our next guest is right there with me. I get to interview today Nikki, who is from Mornings with Nikki. She runs an Instagram account by that handle. She has all the Disneyland tips, all the secrets. Her account is so fun to follow and she knows all the things. Nikki, thank you so much for talking with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And I have to tell you, like I said at the beginning, your account just visually is the most appealing thing to me in the world because of all the pink and all the Disney magic. (laughs) Yes, we are girls of the same mind. I love all those things and I love sharing Disney the way I see it. Very pink. (laughs) (laughs) I I love it. I guess, Nikki, my first question for you is, have you always loved Disney Disneyland, all the things Disney this much? I wouldn't say I've loved it this much. I've always had a passion for Disney, but I I think that my real love came for it when I worked at Tokyo Disney Mm -hmm. as a singer. Um, It was my senior year of college and I I had auditioned for the parks. I really wanted to perform for them, but being a part of the magic and like being a cast member, there was something so special about that. And it really, I think brought my love for it to the next level because I saw all of the the work and the innovation that went into making that experience. And so I got to see it from a guest perspective and then also from a cast member perspective. And I want to talk a little more. I mean, you just said that like subtly threw it in there that you performed at Disney, but you <laughs> were like 
a Broadway star. And I'm using that term correctly. Like when I say she was literally a Broadway star, literally is being used correctly. How did you make the switch from Broadway to owning a Disneyland account? Because that seems like kind of a jump, but you did it and you did it beautifully. How did that come about? Well, I think that came about by simple life choices. I actually met my husband while I was touring with the musical Wicked. And we were in Omaha, Nebraska at the time. And I was introduced to him, fell in love over FaceTime while I toured the country with that show. And we ended up getting married. His job transferred him to Southern California. And I was able to perform a little bit in LA. Mm -hmm. But when I became a mom, shortly after, um, I found myself at the parks multiple times a week. And I naturally started sharing my adventures with my oldest and people were interested. And I got lots of questions about tips for the park. And I started to feel a little obnoxious doing it on my personal account. And I was like, I need a place to just share all my Disney stuff. And then any of my friends or my family that want to come over can find all my tips there. They can follow me there. And I'm, and that is, that can be my space for my Disney outlet with my children. And from there, it's been about four years. From there is when it grew and um, became a little bit more than just a fun side hobby. I love it. All right, let's get down to your best Disneyland tips. My, yeah. I am sure you have a really common question that gets asked a lot. What is the number one question that people ask you when it comes to tips for Disneyland? Oh, you know, it's going to, I feel like you might be surprised. I get asked a lot about dining reservations mm -hmm. because they are so hard to come by. And so that, that pops into my DMs a lot. How do I get a reservation? When do they show up? Um, because it, it is a little bit tricky. So um, one of my top tips for getting dining reservations is you can reserve them up to like 60 days in advance. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously be a little like prepared um, if you know that your trip is coming up. Um, but often you can get on there 60 days before and things are gone. And you're, it's so confusing to me and to everyone involved. But I agree. I have been there and <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how is this possible? You know, uh, yeah, it can be a little tricky. So there's two things that I do. First of all, I use mouse dining. They have a, a free plan that you can use that sends an alert to your email, but they also have a $9 like monthly um, subscription that you can pay for. So you can like do it for a month or two months if you're looking for a specific thing and cancel it when you're done. Um, but you can also use the free thing. And this is like completely unsponsored. I just uh -huh. use them um, because it's a great tip. They'll send you alerts when people cancel their reservations and they pop oh, up, nice. which happens all the time. You can cancel up to two hours before your dining reservation. So people cancel all the time. So for example, this weekend we went to celebrate my daughter's birthday and I really wanted to go to Plaza Inn, but we kind of planned last minute. Mm -hmm. So it is like the day before and I'm, I'm like, I'm going to Plaza Inn, but I need to find this reservation. So I made a um, alert with mouse dining. And then I also do this thing, which I call toggling. And you go on to the dining reservation and under the area that says the, the time uh -huh. that you can reserve for your dining, I just go back and forth, like 839, 839, 839. Yep. Or you can go on the Disneyland website and go search for times within your time limit. And I'll just refresh, refresh, refresh. So that's often the way that I'm able to like score a time is you just kind of dedicate some time to yeah, scoring a time. <laughs> it, yes. Or you can let mouse dining essentially do that for you. And then once you get the alert, you hop on and you grab it. So those are my, my top tips. It does require a little more work. 
Um, and, but that is kind of the Disney world we live in now. Like if you want to do a specific thing, you have to put in a little bit of work. Yeah. It's just, it's how it is. Just the way it is. Okay. And while we're talking, while we're talking about food, I know this is yes. going to be hard for you, Nikki, but what is your absolute favorite treat there? And where is the best place for lunch? Okay, well, that's not a hard question for me. My, <laughs> my like, number one treat is a cream cheese-filled pretzel. And I always recommend getting it at Refreshment Corner. They honor Magic Key discounts, and that's also the most affordable place to get it in the park. It's only, you know, affordable by a few cents, but it's the easiest. You can mobile order it. and But you can also get it at various pretzel stands and then Bayside Brews over in um, California Adventure. It's For me, it's, like, the perfect balance of, like, sweet and savory it's filling, but it doesn't feel overly sugar high. Like I love a churro. I love the beignets, but like on a day in the park, a pretzel, I can eat that and feel not like, oh, I just ate a ton of sugar. (laughs) It like feels like a good, just even snack for me. So that one's my favorite. As far as um, where I'm going for a meal, Mm -hmm. that completely depends on what I'm looking for. You know, if I'm looking for breakfast, I love Plaza Inn with the character dining or carnation cafe. If I don't want character dining, um, if I'm looking for a quick lunch with my kids, um, I find myself often at jolly holiday or red rose tavern. Mm-hmm. If I'm looking for an evening out with some great food and ambiance, um, maybe I'm looking to spend a little more. I'm probably at the blue Bayou or lamplight lounge over in California adventure. I love it. Well, lamplight lounge has my absolute favorite thing in Disney. They have the lobster nachos. Yes, and, they're so good. Oh, my word. And then they have this drink. It's like a mocktail called Mint to Be. And I just yep. dream about it when I'm not yeah. there. I <laughs> love great. it so much. So it's we've talked great. about food. We've talked about how to get reservations. Let's break it down for someone who maybe has never been to Disneyland before. They don't even know where to start. They flew in. What advice would you have for someone who is a complete Disneyland newbie? Never been there. They don't know what to do. It's kind of overwhelming. What would you say to them? It is a little overwhelming. Um, If I'm talking to somebody who is taking their first trip to Disney, hopefully they're not just walking in without any knowledge. I would say you're planning your first trip to Disney. Find a Disney friend. Follow a Disney Instagram. Study the app. Get an idea of the things you're going to want to do. The number one basic thing you need to do is make a reservation for the park and then double check that reservation to make sure that your whole party is going to the same starting park because this is a new thing. Um, After the closure, we now have reservations for the park. You no longer can just show up and walk in. You need to essentially Mm -hmm. reserve a park and it's not just Disneyland resort. It's Disneyland or California Adventure. So make sure that you, your whole party is either starting at California Adventure or all starting at Disneyland. So that's like the basic, basic thing. Make sure you have that because once you get in, as long as you're in the park and your whole party's in the same place, you're going to have a great day. I was going to say, you've you've come over the hardest (laughs) hurdle because I have been to Disneyland a couple of times where I have seen these sweet souls next to me who didn't realize they had to make a reservation and they can't get in. Absolutely. I see it every day. All the time, those, the poor people at the ticket booths, all they do all day is say, you need a reservation. Sorry, you don't have a reservation. Like go down to Knott's Berry Farm. Like, oh, it is, heartbreaking. It's so hard. It used to be harder to get a reservation. It is now a little more like doable. So mm-hmm. it's, it is not uncommon that people can walk up and still get into the park. Um, but a year ago, forget about it. Like that was not happening. 
So, um, but that is, I think one of the things that could impact the beginning of your day, um, mm-hmm. just for the negative is if you don't, you, you can't all get into the right part. So double check that. And then I would, I would make a list of your top five things, including food, including entertainment, including rides. So these are the things I am going to prioritize because I would not anticipate getting everything that you want done in one day. It's right. It's not possible. I go to the park twice a week and I still do new things almost every time. So make sure that you have, I think, an idea of the things that you really want to do. So, if, you know, Space Mountain is a nostalgic ride for you. It has to be done. Get there at rope drop a half hour before the park opens. They let you in. They, they open the gates typically about a half hour before the actual park open date So time. So if it opens at 8, you can get in around 7.30, 7.15 to 7.30. So get in early. That's a, that's a really <laughs> good tip. Tip number two. Drop. Yeah, yeah. Tip you may two. lose some sleep, but it will be worth it. <laughs> oh, totally worth it in the end. You can visit Refreshment Corner later for some caffeine. But get in at Rope Drop and then prioritize the things that are most important and do it then. Because I, I, no matter what time of year it is, crowds are always low between about 8 to 10 a.m. And that about 10 a.m. is when everyone starts rolling in. So if you can get there, those first two hours are crucial. Um, and that's why I love the morning so much. I say, you know, mornings with Mickey's kind of, it's, that's where it started because I would show up at rope drop and me and my kiddos would get everything done by 1030. And then we'd head out for nap time. I love that. Okay. All right. Well, that actually brings me to my next question is what is your top tip for someone who's visiting with kids? Because I've been many times with my friends, we do our thing. And then I went with my nephews one year and it's a completely different experience. So absolutely. What? I love a, it, but... Oh, totally. In fact, I love it more going with my kids than by myself because watching them explore and discover the magic of the park is so incredible, but it's also unpredictable. <laughs> Keeping it real. <laughs> unpredictable. I mean, without exposing all of my children's flaws, um, let me tell you that I think the best thing you can do is prepare your children. Um, I call it priming um, in the world of like behavioral analysis. It's called priming. I prepare my kids for what the day is going to bring. Okay. Hey, we're going to try to go on Indiana Jones, but there is a chance that might break down because that one breaks down a lot. So if that one is not available, can you pick a number two ride to do? Or um, we're going to try and spot, you know, baby Yoda. Oh, we can't call him baby Yoda. Grogu. Um, we're going to try and spot Grogu today, but we don't know if the Mandalorian is going to be visiting galaxy's edge. So if he's not there, what is some, what's, you know, I always give them an alternative. So I will, if they have expectations, which kids always do when entering mm-hmm. Disneyland, I want to see this princess or I want to ride this ride and they go and they realize in the moment it's not there, then that's, that's like a really hard for, I think, a kid to adjust their expectations in the moment. But right. if you're giving them that, um, the ch- like the expectation of, okay, and the tools to say, hey, you know, Indiana Jones wasn't available and I knew it might not be available. So I picked pirates next. Okay. So Indiana Jones isn't available, but I wanted to do pirates. So let's do pirates. So they're already, you know, kind of prepared for that. So preparation, priming um, their expectations. And then I always bring little, um, I bring tons of snacks. I bring water bottles and I also bring um, what we call a busy bag. And they'll typically have coloring in them, stickers, um, little like 
uh, smarty suckers for lines, things that can help me in moments of like lag time. Hey, I'm right. in a line and the car, the ride breaks down. That happened to us at Runaway Railway a couple of days ago. And we're sitting in the line and luckily I just pulled out my bag and I handed them their magic coloring and that helped pass the time. Or, um, you know, they were waiting for a parade and, you know, waiting for fireworks. Like I'm always trying to be prepared so that I don't, you know, a little bit of work before the day prepares me for having to deal with a meltdown or wiggly kids or a thing in the moment. And it allows me to enjoy the day more. I think that is so well said. So well said. And like you said earlier, Disneyland with kids is probably one of the most magical things I have ever experienced because the characters are so real to them. The magic is mm -hmm. so real. The food is just, they're so in awe of everything and they're amazing. It's just having those tips to know what to do during the day. Yes, yes. And just, you know, there will be meltdowns. There will be those moments. There will be, you know, you leave a ride and somebody wants to buy a toy. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's what a lot of, I, I do on my page, a lot of that, the, helping with tips with kids, like how do you set those expectations and avoid those moments? Because those are the moments where parents leave and go like, oh, this is so much work or, oh, that was miserable or, oh, I spent all this money mm -hmm. and my kid just complained the whole time. Well, they, they didn't complain. They were just, they had these expectations of, I want that cotton candy. I want that toy. I want this. But if you walk in with, hey, look, I, we, we do this thing called, we call Maui money, but we give them, a, uh, if we're going for like a special occasion, we give right. them a um, card full of money. We say, this is your fun money. You can buy yeah. whatever you want on it. Just giving them the choices then eliminates you having to say no or you having to say something's not working. It puts it on them to say you have the choice to buy what you want or do what you think within the realm of what I have given you. <laughs> I love that. My parents actually did that when I was growing up. When we would go to Disney yeah. World, they would say, this is the money you have for the whole trip. So you decide how you want to spend it. But once it's gone, yes. it's gone. Yep. Yeah. And they know when they have that like responsibility. My my oldest had $27 he has saved since his birthday. And this this last weekend, he finally spent it on a magic trick. And he knew. He's like, he knew we had that $27. And he knew when it's gone, it's gone. And, and there was no, like, disappointment. Oh, I love it. Those are amazing tips. Okay, you mentioned Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. This is pretty new. Can you talk to us about what it is and how we can actually, you know, ride it? Because that, that can be yes. hard sometimes. Yes, it is a brand new ride. It, it is over in Disney World, but it has now come to Disneyland in Toontown. I think it is such a great fit over there. I'm so excited it's here. It's actually one of my favorite rides of all time. So I highly recommend going Ooh, on it okay. right now. Um, yeah, oh, it's great. It's so great. It's got a similar technology to Rise of the Resistance, but you know, you're bringing in your classic Mickey and Friends characters that we all know and love. Um, right now, uh, it's actually, they have taken away the virtual queue. So no panic about waking up at 7 a.m. and trying to get in line. Um, it is a standby line or a lightning lane a la carte. So it won't be a part of the Genie Plus you buy for the day. Right. If you choose to add that onto your ticket, it will be its own ticket. And it will vary. It's not always going to have the same price. I would say on average, it's about $15 to $20. Okay, similar to Rice. Yes, similar, very similar to Rise. You can wait in line. Um, I, I kept an eye on it yesterday, and it was about 75 to 100-minute wait in standby, um, which is a long wait. For us, we can't really do that. We will, right at this point, we're in the, the lightning lane category if we choose mm -hmm. to ride that because my kids won't last that long. 
But the queue is very entertaining. So um, it's it's darling. There's a lot of things to like spot as you're walking through and waiting. So that is something to think about. But right now it is a little bit of a wait unless you choose to do the lightning lane a la carte, which allows you to skip the line and ends up being about 10 minutes. Okay, there you go. All right, this is probably, you know, this is a pretty loaded question, but one I think is so important when it comes to Disneyland. Why is it so important for guests to stop and breathe and enjoy the moment while being at Disneyland? Oh, I love this question because I think when you spend this kind of money for an experience, you kind of have this expectation, and even I do it, But you have this expectation to show up and check off a million things on your list. And you kind of think, the more I check off, the better value I get for my money. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes struggle with that. I leave and think, wow, what a productive day. We got (laughs) so much done. Oh, I've been there. Sometimes I count how many rides I've done. And I'm like, okay, 11. Yeah, solid. Yes, 11. (laughs) We nailed it. Sometimes those can be amazing days. Like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you leave and you're like, wow, we had so much fun running from ride to ride to ride. Um, But I find personally, if I take a step back and I just am able to kind of enjoy and take my own pace and spend some time playing with my kids on Main Street or exploring a part of the park like Tom Sawyer's Island that we don't normally explore or um, just being able to experience some of those slower moments. I just enjoy my day more and, um, and I get to experience the magic, which to me is worth the ticket price. Now, granted, I do have the luxury of being a magic key holder, so I can go without pressure knowing I can do that again next time. Mm -hmm. And that is something I know not all guests have. Um, but I always prepare myself that I will try it next time. There, there will be a next time if you want there to be a next time. If it's a priority for you, you'll make it happen. And, but also, you won't get, you just won't get to all of it. So just enjoy what you can and make the things that are a priority, like I said earlier, at the top of your list. And once you get those done, just feel like the pressure's taken off and you can just enjoy the day as best you can. Nikki, it has been so fun chatting with you. You've been such a star. Everyone, you need to follow her account. Like I said, Mornings with Mickey. Nikki, before we wrap up, we do this thing with our guests where we do, um, it's called the Fresh Five. And I ask okay. you five random questions okay. <laughs> just so <laughs> our listeners can get to know you. Um, my very first question for you, because it is a Disney podcast, who is your favorite princess? Ariel. Oh, so fast. Ariel, how come? You said that so fast. I need to know why. Well, I mean, I'm a, you know, I was born in the 80s. So she was, you know, she was it. Like she was the princess that like put Disney back on the map. I'm so excited for the new movie to come out. But it's like created a new um, love for her as my daughter was born last year. I don't know if you knew this, but she was born in her sack. And when she was born, they were like, she's a mermaid baby. And and I was like, what, what does that mean? And I guess when they're born in their sack, they're considered mermaid babies. So now she's our favorite princess and I have my own little mermaid. So it creates its own special, special little meaning. Oh my heavens. That is the most precious thing I've ever heard. I'm so glad that was my first question. All right. The second (laughs) question, still personal because you know, you, you have a background in this. What is your favorite musical of all time? Oh, that is so tough. <laughs> the uh, Disney questions every time I was like, oh, this is tough. You're like, no, it's not. And then the one I thought would be easy. You're like, Alora, this is really no. difficult. 
yeah, no, this one's really hard for me because I feel like it, it has to depend on my mood and like what I'm, what version of best. So I'm a little, I'm a little cliche when it comes to musical theater. Like I love Wicked and I loved being a part of that because I saw it when I was 16 and it was mm-hmm. like so memorable for me. Um, I personally like really, really loved Aida when I saw it on Broadway. I thought it right. was so spectacular. Again, that's a Disney one. So it's like a little um, predictable. I think Hamilton's amazing. I, I got to work with Lin-Manuel in a show. And so seeing that come to life was really incredible. And yeah, all the cliches, but those shows are awesome. But you know life. what? They're good for a reason. Like they're everyone's favorite for a reason. So I think Absolutely. it's a great answer. All right. Absolutely. Number three, you're halfway there. What is your favorite quote? I'm going to use a Walt Disney quote because... I love I it a lot, but um, <laughs> I love, I always use, and I always think about the quote. It's kind of fun to do the impossible. Oh, I, I think I, it's a great. He has so many amazing quotes. So I'm glad you picked one of them. And that one is really good yeah. because I think that can imply to anyone. Yes. It's fun and playful, but inspiring. There you go. All right. If you were on a desert island and you could only eat one meal the entire time you were there, what would it be? Cream cheese pretzels. <laughs> I, I actually think it would be pizza. Oh. I think it would be pizza. Yeah, and then I would, I like, it. load it up with a lot of ingredients, and then I would take off the ones I didn't want if I needed to switch it up. Oh, I love it. I, I'm a pizza girl myself, and, you know, speaking of Disney, one of my favorite pizzas there is Naples and downtown yes! Disney. I knew you were going to say that. Naples <laughs> is so good. It is one of my absolute favorites, and I was I could talk to you about that for a really long time, but your fifth yes. and final question is if you have a favorite book, what is it? Oh, I'm just going to sound like all the cliches today, but Harry Potter. Uh, I love Harry Potter. Girl, what I house do. do you belong to? I'm a Gryffindor. Same. And I'm, yes. I'll give, you know what? We'll give 100 points to Gryffindor because we made yes. it through this podcast and did so well. All the millennials are understanding us and Gen Z is like, why are you still identifying yourself with a Hogwarts house? Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like you can so sum up my personality with the last 27 minutes. I love it. Well, Nikki, it's been so awesome to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to give us these tips and these secrets and being your wonderful self. Everyone else, thank you so much for listening and be sure to review, rate, and subscribe and we will catch you next time. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.